Time now for the news, presented by Boyd Furniture and Mattress Center in Wayne City, where you get everyday low prices on Serta, Ashley, Catnapper, and Benchcraft Furniture. I'm Dustin Fuller reporting. The Florida Chamber of Commerce held their annual Chamber Awards banquet. The Business of the Year went to Ace Tyronado, business owned by Troy and Amy Leonard. New Business of the Year went to Eckleberry Barber Company. Nicholas and Rebecca Eckleberry are the owners of the shop. And the 2023 Citizen of the Year, named by the Chamber, the Citizens of the Year make that, were Ryan and Angie Scott. Together, they own Julian's Drive-In. A special recognition award was handed to Dave and Marley Johnson. The Johnsons retired in December after 30-plus years of service to the Flora community. Awards were given out the Hamilton County Chamber of Commerce dinner that was recently held. Tequila's Mexican Restaurant was the winner of Business of the Year. The Ted Satterfield Award was given this year to Mike Harry of Harry Funeral Homes. And the final award of the year, the Civic Community Service Award, went to Women's Leadership Council of Hamilton County. We have full recaps from both the Flora and Hamilton County Chamber Awards, Banquets, and Ceremonies with their stories, respectively, at our website, WFIWradio.com. Over the weekend, a 19-year-old firefighter for the Salem Fire Protection District and a dispatcher from the Marion County Sheriff's Office passed away. According to the obituary from Krause Funeral Home in Salem, Harley Douglas Carter passed away at his home over the weekend. Harley worked as a dispatcher for the Marion County Sheriff's Department and was a dedicated volunteer for the Salem Fire Protection District. He enjoyed being able to serve his community and his county in his career. He enjoyed playing guitar, driving his truck, and being home with friends. A celebration of life will be held at 1 p.m. on Wednesday, January 31st at Grace Church of the Nazarene in Salem. We will have more in the obituary section with this as well at WFIWradio.com. An overnight fire has destroyed a colony west home belonging to Carmi White County High School Athletic Director Kurt Simon and his wife Stacy, a teacher in the Carmi White County School System as well. Fire Chief Daniel Ballard says it was at 2.19 in the morning when crews arrived to an already engulfed blaze. He says flames were already through the roof by the time firefighters arrived on scene and high winds made battling the flames difficult. North City and infield fire departments assisted with mutual aid. The fire resulted in a total loss despite crew efforts. No cause has been determined. We love White County, a... Group in White County has set up a fund to help the Simons. We have a link to that fund with this story at WFIWradio.com. Wayne County authorities made several arrests over the weekend. 33-year-old Marion C. Brown Jr. of Wayne City was arrested on Friday and wanted on a Caldwell County, Kentucky warrant on charges of second-degree rape and unlawful transaction with a minor. According to information from the Caldwell County Sheriff's Office, the person involved with Brown allegedly was 13 at the time of the incident, and the events took place at the Faith Apostolic Church. Investigation into the alleged incident went back to July 24th of 2022. 
A Jeff Mann was arrested on Sunday on charges of, of domestic battery. At 10.13 p.m., Wayne County Sheriff's officials arrested Randall S. Trout of Jeff on a warrant for failure to appear on a domestic battery charge. Warrant dated back to December of 2022. Bond was set cash only at $845. A Fairfield man was arrested by Fairfield police on account of domestic battery Friday. At 12.12 p.m., 50-year-old Terry Edward Richardson was arrested and booked into the Wayne County Jail. He's being held until he makes his court appearance. A Fairfield woman was arrested by Illinois State Police following a traffic stop on Sunday. 22-year-old Rebecca Nunez was stopped by police following officers observing improper lane usage. During the stop, officers learned that Nunez was operating on a canceled, suspended, or revoked registration, as well as operating on a driver's license that was suspended or revoked. Officials also conducted a sobriety check to find that Nunez allegedly was operating with a blood alcohol level above 0.08. Nunez faces charges of improper lane usage, DUI, driving while suspended or revoked, and driving on a suspended, revoked, or canceled registration. A Fairfield man was arrested by Fairfield police on a single count of disorderly conduct. At 6.39 p.m., authorities took into custody 33-year-old Stephen Michael Thomas. He was booked into the Wayne County Jail. On Friday in Jefferson County, 39-year-old James in Payne was arrested by the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office at his home on East Providence Road in Scheller. He was arrested for an active Jefferson County warrant charging child pornography. Payne was transported to the Jefferson County Jail and booked awaiting his pretrial detention hearing. The warrant and arrest were the result of a sheriff's office investigation initiated on December 15th of last year when Jefferson County Sheriff's deputies, members of the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, received a cyber tip from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. The tip led to multiple search warrants for data and records, which led to a search warrant for Payne's residence, which was served on January 2nd of this year. Evidence was discovered and collected during the search. Payne was interviewed and released pending forensic examination of the evidence collected, which, when completed, was sufficient enough for the issuance of the arrest warrant. Payne is innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Hamilton County Board will be holding a special meeting tomorrow afternoon at 4.30 at the Hamilton County Courthouse. According to the agenda, the board will look to discuss and approve an appropriation of funds from the Motor Fuel Tax Fund to the County Highway Department funds for road maintenance. Meeting on Wednesday is open to the public. The Blue Point Church will be having their monthly senior grocery giveaway that will take place tomorrow from 10 a.m. until 12 noon. Groceries are for those ages 60 and older. Officials with the church say to come to the East Link entrance to receive a free bag of canned goods, free bag of produce, and a loaf of bread. Blue Point Church is located at 1147 County Road 1975 North in Sisney. For more information, you can contact Pastor Ernie Lewis at 618-838-6708. WFIW News continues in just a moment. This is Heidi Hodges bringing you the Daily Financial Market Report on behalf of financial advisor Andrew Diesel and Edward Jones. Monday, U.S. equities closed higher. The Dow closed up 224 points, 
at 38,333. The NASDAQ was up 173 points at 15,628. The S&P 500 was up 37 points at 4,928. And in the bond market, 10-year Treasury yields are trading at 4.08%. In stocks of local interest, Chevron closed down $0.06 cents to $149.08. Walmart was up $0.77 cents to $165.04. Duke Energy was down $0.10 cents to $95.77. Apple was down $0.69 cents to $191.73. John Deere was up $4.06 to $397.68. ConocoPhillips was down $0.63 cents to $111.60. Boeing was down $0.28 cents to $205.19. And ExxonMobil closed up $0.13 cents to $103.13. In commodity markets, the price of crude oil was down $1.05 to $76.96. And the spot price of gold was up $14.40 to $2,031.70. This has been today's Financial Market Report, brought to you on behalf of Edward Jones, member SIPC, and financial advisor Andrew Diesel, serving individual investors with personalized attention and financial advice from his office in Fairfield. If you would like additional information, you can contact us at 842 842- 4212. Daily commentary is also located on our website at edwardjones.com. WFIW News continues. Illinois is launching a statewide initiative with Google to improve access to children's behavioral health care resources. Governor J.B. Pritzker announced the creation of Beacon. Families will now have a modern, easy-to-use online system to guide them through the behavioral health universe. The portal is powered by Google AI and cloud computing technology. The Illinois State Board of Elections is expected to vote today on whether to remove former President Donald Trump from the state's primary ballot in March. The vote comes after retired Kankakee County Judge Clark Erickson recommended over the weekend that the courts should dismiss a voter's petition to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. However, Erickson did say it was clear Trump engaged in insurrection in the January 6th U.S. Capitol attack in 2001. 2021 make that. Andrew Hensel is standing by with additional news from the Illinois Radio Network. Reporting for the Illinois Radio Network, I'm Andrew Hensel. Migrants who were scheduled for evictions from Chicago shelters have received an extension from the mayor. Kevin Bessler has the story. The migrants will now be able to stay until March. Close to 2,000 migrants would have been forced out of the shelters. Mayor Brandon Johnson says the funds to care for the migrants will eventually run out. This is not sustainable. It's not. And so the federal government has to lean in. Now, you know, as far as what we do, um, because the costs are $1.5 million conservatively a day, we're going to have to push the federal government to do its part. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the state of Illinois has been doing its part in funding the crisis. We have been supporting the city of Chicago with literally tens of millions of dollars directly as well as hundreds of millions of dollars indirectly. Migrants who can't find permanent housing by the 60-day deadline will be able to file for further extensions to stay in a shelter. Leaders of labor unions in Chicago are calling for a ceasefire in the Middle East. It comes as the Chicago City Council could take action on its ceasefire resolution this week. 
The United Electrical Radio and Machine Workers of America and the Chicago Teachers Union are involved. Planned walkouts from a number of schools are possible Tuesday in support of the ceasefire. After being shuttered for a year, a hospital in Peru will be reopening. OSF Healthcare has announced they are reopening what was known as St. Margaret's Health later this year. Last spring, OSF Healthcare signed a letter of intent with St. Margaret's Health to purchase certain assets in Peru and other locations in the Illinois Valley. St. Margaret's Health announced it was closing in January 2023 due to financial issues. Tax season is underway, and the Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza is warning Illinois residents to be vigilant of scammers. Some common scams are disguised to look like official communication from the Internal Revenue Service in an attempt to steal personal information from taxpayers. Mendoza warns of ghost tax return preparers who do not sign the tax return. If they don't sign, preparers can overpromise the size of the refund, charge you, or deposit funds to their own bank account. This is IRN. Local and aerial obituaries on WFIW presented by Nails Funeral Home, locally owned and operated with locations in Fairfield and Albion. Nails Funeral Home, providing professionalism and care in your family's time of need. 89-year-old Margaret Linnea Young of Xenia, formerly of Brooksville, Florida, passed away on Saturday, January 20th at St. John's Hospital in Springfield. She was born September 17th of 1934 and Berrien Springs, Michigan, to Rolla and Signe Hofficker. She's survived by her daughter, Michelle, and husband, Mike Sabin, two grandchildren, Callie, and significant other, Dustin, Charles, as well as Robert Lloyd, and wife, Ashley Lindgren, plus several great-grandchildren. She was preceded in death by her parents and five siblings. A memorial service will be held on Saturday, February 10th at 2 p.m. at the Noble Seventh-day Adventist Church, located at 1141 U.S. 50 in Noble. Frankie Bryan Funeral Home of Flora is assisting the family with arrangements. 19-year-old Harley Douglas Carter of Salem passed away on January 27th of 2024. He was born to Douglas W. Carter and Shelley Miller in Brees, on February 9th of 2004. He's survived by his mother, Shelly Miller, and friend Jared of Ohio, two sisters, Shania Kincaid and fiance David Myers of Effingham, and Carly McComas and husband Tim of Ohio. Grandparents, Carl Miller and wife Sybil of Kentucky, aunts and uncles, Leanne Spangler and husband Bob of Kentucky. Carl E. Miller and friend Linda of Ohio, Barbara Spillman and husband Greg of Ohio, Mike Miller and wife Shannon of Kentucky, Berlin Carter of Alma, Charles R. Bobby Carter of Potoka, David Carter and wife Debbie of Indiana, Alfred Carter and girlfriend Rhonda Julius of Kinmundi, Sue Sanders and husband Arthur of Odin, and Janet Sullins and husband Roger of Salem. Adoptive grandparents Bruce and Brenda Sowers of Mason, niece Scarlett Willenborg, nephews Walker and Colt McComas, and numerous cousins and friends. He was preceded to death by his father, Doug Carter, maternal grandmother Joanna Miller, paternal grandparents Robert and Neoma Carter, and an uncle, Delbert Carter. A celebration of life will be at 1 p.m. on Wednesday at the Grace Church of the Nazarene in Salem. 
A visitation will be from 10 a.m. until service time at the church. The Salem Fire Protection District and the Marion County Sheriff's Department will be providing an honor guard during the visitation. A flag presentation and honors will also be conducted by the Marion County Fire Service Honor Guard. Krause Funeral Home of Salem assisting the family with arrangements. 93-year-old Estelle Hunter of McLeansboro passed away at Hamilton Memorial Hospital on Friday, January 26th. She was born February 17, 1934 in Sneedville, Tennessee to William Moles and Nellie and Bernard, or Nellie Bernard Moles. She was the third of seven children in the family. Survivors include her daughter, Deborah Johnson McLeansboro, granddaughters, Jamie Hunter Cravens, and husband, Aaron of McLeansboro, Kristen Johnson Swenson, and husband, Corey of Franklin, Tennessee, great-grandson, Tristan Hunter McDermott of Rockport, Indiana, brother, Willie Moles, and wife, Sharon of McLeansboro, sisters, Martha Davis of Evansville, Indiana, and Dorcas Blaze. Dorcas Bays make that of Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mary Sechrist of Tucson, Arizona, plus many special nieces and nephews. She was preceded in death by her parents, William and Nellie Moles, husband Clyde, brother Paul Moles, and sister Jenny Shorb. A graveside service will be held at the Blooming Grove Cemetery on Friday, February 2nd at 11 a.m., followed by a meal for the family at the home of her brother, Willie Moles. Harry Funeral Home of McLeansboro assisting the family with arrangements. 67-year-old Sherry L. Graysmeyer Taylor of Olney, formerly of Mount Erie, passed away on Tuesday, January 23rd at Carl Richland Hospital in Olney. She was born January 23rd of 1957 in Lawrenceville to Omer and Gay Smith Graysmeyer. She married Terry J. J. Uh, Taylor on July 22nd of 1989 in Mount Erie, and he survives. Sherry is survived by her husband, Terry J. Taylor, daughter, Mandy Polkowski, son, Dustin Ernest, grandchildren, Alec Polkowski, Nathaniel Polkowski, Skyler Dolly, Alexis Crazier, Acriana Ernest, Levi Ernest, Alyssa Ernest, Raylan Ernest, Ace Wallen, Doc Hollywood Willard, Kiana Willard, Jasmine Willard, and six great-grandchildren also survive, as well as two brothers, Ken and wife Teria Greismer, and Jonathan and wife Amanda Greismer. She was preceded in death by her parents, a son, Jesse Ernest, a daughter, Nikita Turner, a great-granddaughter, Serenity Woolard, and a brother, Donnie Graysmer. Visitation will be on Saturday, February 3rd, from 11 a.m. until 1 p.m. at the hospital to marry the funeral home in Sisney with the funeral set for Saturday at 1 p.m. at the hospital to marry the funeral home in Sisney. Burial will follow at Scott Cemetery near Mount Erie. Hostel to marry the funeral home of Sisney, assisting the family with arrangements. Georgiana Fagan's 92 of Flora passed away on Thursday, January 25th at Clay County Hospital. A celebration of life will be at 7 p.m. on Wednesday at Frankie Bryant Funeral Home in Flora. 
The station will be from 5 until 7 Wednesday evening at the Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora. Cecil Eugene Cochran, 86, of Louisville, passed away on Thursday, January 18th. A celebration of life will be held at 6.30 p.m. on Friday, March the 8th at Christ Church, located at 200 North Olive Road in Flora. Frankie Bryant Funeral Home of Flora is assisting the family with arrangements. 64-year-old Connie Sue Berry of Oakland, Illinois, passed away on January 22nd at her home. A funeral ceremony will be at 1 p.m. tomorrow at Frankie Bryant Funeral Home in Flora with a tournament to follow at the Old Union Cemetery. Visitation will be from 11 a.m. until service time at the funeral home tomorrow. Frankie Bryant Funeral Home of Flora assisting the family with arrangements. Full obituaries, including survivors at WFIWradio.com. 104.9 WFIW has teamed up with Bob's Pizza of Albion to bring back the WFIW Birthday and Anniversary Club. Weekday mornings around 6.40, we will announce birthdays and anniversaries on the air and we'll draw for a winner daily plus a weekly prize on Fridays. Enter the WFIW Birthday and Anniversary Club online at WFIWradio.com or send a card in the mail to P.O. Box 310, Fairfield, Illinois, 62837. Order Bob's Pizza online at Bob'sPizza.net. TOC Direct Media is looking for the 2024 Farm Family of the Year. Presented by Davies Community Hospital. The family farm is not a job, but a way of life. They live where they work, and they work where they live. TOC Direct Media is looking to honor one deserving farm family in our area. And we need your help. Nominate a farm family today, and tell us why they deserve to be named the TOC Farm Family of the Year. Presented by Davies Community Hospital. Go to our website to nominate a farm family today. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you want and what you need. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. It takes a special type of person to inform and entertain, and that's what we do at TOC Direct Media. Inform and entertain. If you think you have what it takes, consider us for your next move. Log on to OriginalCompany.com and give us the reasons we should consider you for one of our openings. It might be just a side hustle for you. Log on to TheOriginalCompany.com, an equal opportunity employer. Part-time, full-time, or side hustle. Want to make a comment or suggestion about this Original Company radio station? Go online to OriginalCompany.com. For comments and suggestions, go online to OriginalCompany.com, an equal opportunity employer. I'm Dustin Fuller with this Jack of Sports on WFINW or WOKZ. Fairfield Lady Mules led by 10 at halftime but fell on the road to El Dorado 51-48 at El Dorado Ariana Hendricks for El Dorado hit a game-winning three as time expired in overtime. Lady Mules with the loss slipped to 12-17 and 17 on the season, 5-4 and four in Black Diamond Conference play. Riley Edwards led the Lady Mules with 17 in the loss. Lily Simpson added 13, and Mabry Ellis put up 10. For El Dorado, Hendricks led all scorers in the game with 22 points. JV victorious over El Dorado 57-11. Olivia Smith led the JV scoring attack with 13. Lady Mules are back in action at the Mule Barn Thursday with Hamilton County. In action at Albion last night, the Edwards County Lady Lions picked up a 53-36 win over the Flora Wolf Gals on senior night as Lexi McKinney led Edwards County in scoring with 20 points. 
JV was victorious as well. They knocked off Flora 52-29. Edwards County is back in action Thursday as they host El Dorado. Another high school basketball action on the girls' side. Carmike White County down Hamilton County 59-40. Mara Serafini scored 29 for Carmike White County, leading all scores in that game. Hamilton County's Racy Phelps scored 18 in the loss. Salem fell to Roxana 40-38. It was Effingham St. Anthony downing North Clay Clay City 77-40. Centralia downed Mount Vernon, ending their 34-game in-conference winning streak in the South 7. Final score of that game was 67-49. Woodlawn downed Christopher 59-31, and Johnston City blew past Weber 52-13. In boys' basketball action, Sandoval dropped Maryville Christian 55-38, and Christar Rock Lutheran fell to Highland 73-58. In 8th grade basketball championship play at New Hope, Sisney picked up a win over Jasper 48-32. Sisney will take on Tamaroa St. Bruno at Rin Lake College in the state tournament at Rin Lake. That game will take place 10.30 a.m. on Saturday. Tonight, it's the Battle of County Foes as the Wayne City Indians travel to the Mule Barn to take on the Fairfield Mules. JV will start at 6 with Varsity to follow. Our coverage will be around 7.20 this evening on 104.9 FM WFIW and online at WFIWradio.com. With additional state and regional sports from the Illinois Radio Network, here is Jason Gotch. Illinois Radio Network Sports, I'm Jason Gotch. In college basketball tonight, number 14, Illinois in action. The Illini play at Big Ten rival Ohio State. Illinois looking for some revenge as they lost last year in Columbus. Here is Illini coach Brad Underwood on the matchup against the Buckeyes and their solid head coach, Chris Holtman. So it's a good basketball team. They've had a couple of... Uh... Uh, of, of very close losses. Uh, they're better than their record. Uh, and Chris's teams are always very solid on the defensive end. So we'll have to go uh, have to go play very well. And Illinois 15 and five overall this season and six and three in Big Ten play. Also tonight, Northern Illinois visits Central Michigan, Illinois State on the road at Murray State, St. Louis U at Loyola, and DePaul hosts Seton Hall. NBA, the Bulls entertain the Raptors tonight. The Bulls 22-25 this season and coming off a win in the finale of their road trip in Portland back on Sunday night. NFL, it will be the Chiefs squaring off against the 49ers in Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas a week from this coming Sunday. The Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. And their star quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, says getting to the big game is always special. You don't take it for granted either. Um, you never know how many you're going to get to um, if you're, or if you're going to get to any. Um, and so it truly is special just to do it with these guys after what we've been through all season long. And the 49ers are a four-and-a-half-point favorite over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl with the total set at 47-and-a-half. Hockey, the Blues go for their sixth straight win tonight as they take on the Blue Jackets in St. Louis. This is the final game before the All-Star break for the Blues. The All-Star break here for the Blackhawks as they hit the break, having lost 20 straight road games, a franchise record. Baseball, the Mariners acquire All-Star second baseman Jorge Polanco in a trade with the Twins. Sad news, former big league manager Jimmy Williams has passed away. He was 80 years old. Williams also played briefly for the Cardinals in the 1960s. This is the Illinois Radio Network.